0: Welcome to RPG Hour. This is the review episode of a game that we played, uh, Betamax Death. I am Mr. RPG Hour, they, them.
1: I am Jonathan Andrews, he, him.
2: I'm Emin Hale Farnsworth Guzman, he, him.
3: I'm Mrs. RPG Hour. Uh, she, her, or they,
0: them.
4: I am no, they, them. All
0: right, so we are going to do um, a kind of uh, breakdown of uh, the book um, itself and uh, the the overall sections. I'm going to walk us through this um, and we're going to talk about things. Um, so, okay, so uh, first off, this is a total of uh 63 pages um but it's it's the pdf is done side by side um so the first section is making a character um while y'all didn't do that um it's a fairly quick process um but i wanted to make sure that all of the characters fit under the um what was going on so the mechanical part of creating a character is that you uh, pick a childhood, pick an education. Those will give you uh, a free point in a trait and a free point in skills. But these cannot be used for whole group uh, traits or whole group uh, skills. Um, and you get two points in traits, and you get two points, or you get four points uh, in skills overall. Uh, for this, I did four points in uh, each trait group. And four point and eight points in skills. Um, so here's literally the childhoods and education. I used the ones the book created or uh, had pre-generated. I didn't create any new ones for this. Um, I could have easily done so because there was a lot of things that I could have kind of fit into some of this, uh, but I went very straightforward with this. Um, and so the, the the groups are body, mind, and social. Um, and there's three under each of those that you would get two points for each one. So you would uh, you could do two in strength, none in durability, none in agility. Um, There are no free ranks, so to speak. Um, um, And then skills are broken up uh, under five groups, academic performance, sports, survival, and work skills. Um, And these are, there's, there's five in each of those. Uh, So you got 25 and you get four points starting And then the way that it is, is that at the end of each scene, you would get more points. Took a while to go from scene to scene. Uh, I tried to push it along and like y'all were like, like a lot of horror films, like running up into things uh, and adding into it. Um, But uh, character creation, in my opinion, is a very simple, sweet. Um, While I feel that you would get a great character for a long-term horror story, from two ranks in each trait group and four spent on skills Um, because you, you, as each scene ends, you'd get to add on more. So uh, the scenes would be different uh, and it would be a a slower paced, uh, like lead in Um, for a one shot. I doubled it and I feel like that was a good number of stuffs that you didn't feel like you had. I didn't want you to feel like you were completely useless, but I didn't want you to feel like it was too easy. Uh, so yeah, uh, Nil. What did you think of uh, the way that uh, way characters are created and the way that these characters held up?
4: I mean, I can't say much for the uh, character creation itself, but the pregen. I mean, once you really know what you're looking at, it's not so bad actually. Um, looking at the book now, it does seem pretty self-explanatory as you sort of go through each section is pretty, um, it's written out really well. But I feel like the characters from everything I saw from the pregens were fairly balanced. There was weaknesses, there was pros and cons to each. It kind of just came down to how you personally play as a player and your ability to adapt with either the weaknesses you give yourselves or the strength you, strengths you give yourself. So I thought it was pretty okay.
1: Jonathan? I'm generally in favor of the way that you create characters. Um, I think it would be nice if they had um, more guidelines for um, more powerful characters. Because, you know, there's a lot of variety in horror, even in slasher films. And this feels like a very... It's very geared toward extremely low-level slasher films. I mean, uh, true, if you're doing a a, a campaign, you'll level up quickly. But still... Um, <laughs> two ranks in each trait group is, I mean, you're going to have tra- trait groups with zero ranks, right? And that's
0: kind of wonky for a starting character no, in, a higher,
1: in a higher level.
0: You wouldn't have um, zero in a trait group. That's two ranks in each trait group.
1: Yeah, but you have three, three traits per group.
0: Oh, I get what you're saying.
1: I think okay. this is fine for low level, but I, it would be nice to have guidelines for, for, for upping the level, upping the starting level. That's my thought. Mrs.
3: Um I I like the character creation. I like the way it's laid out. Um it seems pretty straightforward, which is makes it kind of a good or game for beginning role players, which I really appreciate. Um I do like that it gives you not only just like how you need to spend your skills, but also like Things to jump off of in with really flushing out a character to give them more depth.
0: Uh, are you referring to the childhoods and education or are you referring to the goals? Yeah.
3: Well, all of it. I I like how it's like it's focused on like kind of giving your character more more presence in whatever you're playing. Because it's not just like a two dimensional thing standing on a You know, in this potentially really rich developed world, it you you give there's a lot of opportunity for the characters to be really grounded in the scenario.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, what did you think of the characters that were made uh, in comparison with uh, seeing how character creation goes and how they played out?
3: I think they did all right. Um, I think I think for a. at least for mine, I may have allocated some of the points a little bit differently, but that's just me. If I were if I were to build that character myself, but I think overall, like they held up really well. Nothing really felt unbalanced, um, or nothing felt set up in a way that it was impossible for my character to do anything.
2: Yeah. No. Um, is it my turn? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I I kind of like agree with a lot of that's uh, the stuff that's been said. Um, I think it is really like straightforward, really well balanced, and I think you could stir up a, um, like a, a unique character, um, pretty well. I, I don't think that there's there's a lot of a lot of the things in here you could use pretty well like it's not like any of the stats are like useless um, you can use just about any of them and so I think they're, they're well conceived um, and uh, differentiated you know I think they're. I think that like Mrs. RPG Hour said it's, it's really easy to make a character that's well grounded in the world or has um a backstory that translates pretty directly into mechanical um parts and i think that that's that's i like that i will say
0: the only thing that i i, I have a fear of in regards to handing this to brand new people uh, is the new victim section among skills it says new victims get four ranks they can spend on any individual skills they wish they may spend all their ranks on the same skill or they may spread them across a number of individual skills. And I'm just going to say, having seen like point-by, like players that are not used to point-by, when you tell them they can spend all their points in something, sometimes they do. And I, I think that honestly, like that's a line that really should for point-by games needs to be taken out personally for me. Um, I think that it's something that just – it. it Mm. That it's something that uh, you know you, you get a lot of new players, and they end up putting all their points into something, and then it's uh, they sit there not really able to do much. Now the difference is the skills in this don't add towards your um, ability to roll; they just make it easier to hit your target number. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that is definitely something you'd have somebody who could only basically like really reduce their numbers down on one thing versus. uh versus somebody that could you know uh pull a couple points here or there off of stuff um but uh now with scenes uh there was more scenes kind of planned um but uh y'all were slower to move from areas uh so it was uh there there was two more scenes i kind of um melded two things together um and so the the uh, scene at the embankment was supposed to be one thing with everybody. Um, and that was going to be a whole scene rather than just a partial scene. Um, so that, that is definitely something that is a little bit different. Um, but uh, <clears throat> so y'all would have gotten a little bit more points to build with, but that was one of the things that I was worried about. So that's why I did eight ranks rather than four ranks um, because I didn't want it to be, y'all literally refused to leave the house um, and so y'all end up never really changing the scene. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, so we're going to talk about the uh, rule of cool, the rule of dice, uh, which that's uh, if there's no time pressure, put the dice away. If there's plenty of time and could reach the target then give it to them. Um, what do y'all think about this and the way that they end up playing out? I
3: so personally, So personally, I like that you don't have to roll for everything. You can like role play things out and sort of um kind of work things within the story on a role play level rather than a dice roll level. That you could roll dice if you felt like you needed to but it wasn't enforced like for every little thing.
0: Emmett? I don't
2: know. I think that this is part of good gming in general um i think that uh, this is this is a good reminder um that if that if uh, you're gonna slow things down with dice rolls um you know it it doesn't make for as conducive a story like you don't want to get bogged down in the middle of a chasing you don't want to get bogged down in, in a, a middle of this action heavy moment um with dice rolls and lots of dice because this game wouldn't work if you are not you know putting story first and mechanics second that's that's just what i think
4: okay uh nil you know I don't want to trip going down the stairs if it's not really necessary to the story because I rolled poorly but um I mean how it's written in the book if that's what we're going by I mean I feel like that's something that should be emphasized more in I would say not dice heavy games because ours was mostly focused on one type of dice and it was mostly is more down to the number and since it is more of a Uh, I guess, low-impact, mid-impact game. You're more focused on trying to build the atmosphere, trying to get people more immersed in what you're doing. And it's good if you don't emphasize rolling every minute, you know. And it makes it easier, at least to some degree, for people to... Even new players, if they're kind of in a good group, it kind of allows them to feel more comfortable versus feeling like they're on the spot having to roll.
0: Jonathan?
1: Um, I agree with everybody. Uh, like Emmett said, this is something that you kind of wish didn't have to be in rule books because all RPGs should pretty much use dice only when necessary. But uh, I find that it really helps when the rule book spells it out. So kudos. I think it's also
0: good because it, it doesn't just... The uh, uh, same section also talks about uh, how to build your target and success numbers and all of that. Um, and it specifically goes into if, if you get it down to where it's zeros and ones as your target number, then just don't roll. And I, I think that it's good that it not only just says, hey, this is what you do, but it literally also says, hey, if it's really down by this number, don't even worry about it. Just just don't even do it, um, which was uh, definitely you know the very low target numbers. Uh, I will say something that I kept having to – rethink is the fact that the d10 is a 0 to 9 not a 1 to 10 um and i and i kept having to like look back at this where it talks about a uh, 10 sided die and it's like hey yeah use a 10 sided die read the the zero as a zero the lowest number and i'll be honest if it wasn't spelled out like this if it was just in another section i would probably forget more often than not
1: i feel like it's unnecessary and honestly I mean, since it's so different from other systems, it's just one more thing to keep track of. I wish they had just upped the target numbers by one and left it normal. I don't dislike it, but it's, like I said, it's just one more thing to keep track of.
0: I actually kind of enjoyed it, Um, honestly. It was kind of a fun thing for me, but um, I could definitely get, like, but we've also been playing for how many years where a D10 is is, is 1 to 10. Um, I have met people where that's how they actually treat it. They've got a weird math for, like, getting to 10 it's it's it's, uh with 2d 10 like it's it's a real weird thing but well um, with
1: some of the percentile systems zero is considered zero and some some systems it's considered a hundred but those come up one in a hundred rolls so it's not really a big deal with these every single roll, i had three zeros (laughs) so maybe that's just me but still when you're when you're having to explain to new players how to roll the dice you have to remind them every single time remember
0: zeros are zero not ten I don't know. I think that if you get new people to the table and they look at the die, most d tens it's a zero there, not a ten. I think that that would actually be easier for them,
1: yeah, unless they've played World of Darkness.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking like new player, new players, but um, new to d ten stuff. I think that when you look at the die itself and you say that the zero is a zero, I, I think that's kind of a fair thing um, for, <laughs> for like new, new people. But
1: like I said, I don't dislike it, but I just feel like it's an unnecessary no. complication.
0: All right, so we didn't hit a whole lot of chains of uh, challenges. Um, uh, there are certain things that if 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 y'all had done more uh, focused partying upstairs, um, uh, the uh, generator would have uh, the, the lights would have gone out. You would have had to go out and try and fix the generator, which would have been a chain. Um, we didn't really we didn't really hit a whole lot of sequences and things like that. Um, but there is where, you know, you might have to do multiple roles to try and help each other. Uh, but that's the same also for, that's also the same. If you're helping somebody, they make a role and they try and beat and those successes help that person. Um, so let's start, uh, with, uh, Emmett this time. What did you think about using your die roll? That's almost completely different to boosting someone else's.
2: Mm, I like the mechanic because it makes sense. It's sort of like a way that you can encourage cooperation in this in this game because, like, the the roles I felt were stilted towards you not being able to get them, and I think that's on purpose because of uh, the genre of horror. Um, like, you're not supposed to get them most of the time, and, and you have mechanisms to to, to compensate for that. But uh, when you cooperate, it makes it way better, makes it way easier um, to to make these numbers um, or fail together. You know,
4: <laughs> uh, Nil. I love cooperation in games, mostly because it it also gives people who may not have any sort of I guess if you're not comfortable with role playing, or you're still kind of in your shell, it still gives you something to do. You're still contributing somehow. And like you, like Emmett said, you know, you can either fail together, or maybe someone's quote-unquote good intentions are to hinder somebody. So it all works out.
0: Um, uh, Jonathan
1: uh i like all the dice systems in this game i think they're really well done i wished we had gotten to compare dice more because that looks like a really cool system (laughs) but the things they do with dice in this game are really neat
0: missus
3: yeah i kind of wish i was able to do that too but um i like that aspect of kind of dropping the breadcrumb of hey this is a horror game you should probably try working together (laughs) i think that's a really interesting reminder or you know mechanically built-in reminder um to your group because so often in role-playing games like yes you're playing together you're working together but you're not actually really working together your character is doing whatever your character is doing um and i think that the fact that it mentions and encourages assists essentially is really interesting and like a nice thing that it does
2: when you mentioned comparing dice what did you mean by that
1: finding it okay so on page 30 it talks about when you are okay so there's the normal method for resolving your your dice your rolls right but this is the other method. And it's when you're like making an opposed roll in other systems. Gotcha, gotcha. So instead of counting successes, you're going to compare dice against your opponent. And instead of your skills, reducing your target number, your skills are going to add to your dice rolls. So it's just completely flipped on its, on its end, but it's still very intuitive to the system. It's a really neat neat idea.
0: I I like the, the, the regular way of doing dice in the system. That's why I focused on that. Um, But I did add in the degrees of success that they talk about, um, where you know it's not just a straight pass or fail. Um, I added that into some of y'all. y'all would fail by one. Um, so I, w- I would make it not as bad and you know, try and add a little something to it. Um, I- I'm definitely a big fan of a lot of that, but one thing that um, I-, I really do like about this is how simple it is to assist another person. In so many other games that talk about cooperation, you make some kind of role that's maybe the exact same role. And then like, depending on how successful you are, it gives them a plus one, two, three, whatever, or like you, they make a role and then you make a role. And then like, it doesn't, it's not exactly the same thing, but in this, you can make a role and it be completely different from the other person's, but it could still boost what they're doing because it's adding into whatever they're doing in another way and i don't really i can't really think of any system that I've ever played that had a a boosting another player in such a way
1: I mean Shadowrun didn't talk about it, but it kind of did it's 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 because it's a dice pool system. The systems where you add to it are usually like d twenty where you're rolling one die for pass or fail
0: yeah, and even then it's like you can you can critically succeed, and the person that's trying to do the task only gets like a plus two. Right, exactly, and that's just that is just so that's asinine to me. <laughs> yeah, and like okay. I just I, I love this better. Um, I mean mm-hmm. I I have a similar, somewhat similar mechanic that I've built into a lot of games that I've written, where like you can boost other players and what they're trying to do, and you know by doing something your own. Um, and I kind of like that. It, it's something that you know. Um, I kind of want to modify mine to be more like this one uh, in some <laughs> of the games that I've got, but yeah. um. Uh, The next thing that we're going to talk about is challenges and how there's four different types of ways to beat a challenge. Um, And that's fixing, bypassing, social, and combat. Um, Personally, I like the fact that it's not here's how to do social combat, here's how to do combat, here's how to do other things. These are all a part of one thing, and they talk about it like that. And and I I personally really like that. Um, Let's go ahead and start with uh, Nil on this one.
4: You know maybe it's just because of the game we played but i don't think in my perspective we really did enough dynamic things to reflect on each part of these i feel like we mostly did combat and social we didn't really bypass a lot of things we didn't really fix anything so i can't comment on the system as a whole but i like the fact that there are different options to a in, to an encounter to an obstacle to a circumstance because that allows people again who have characters who are proficient in completely different skills to still contribute somehow if they wanted to or for people to scheme if they want to or whatever the case may be depending on the type of um the ten- depending on what type of game the situation is being run so i like it as a concept but i can't really say much about it as a player
0: To be fair, other people did uh, do some bypass rolls. But a a lot of the bypassing that you did uh, was minute in nature and didn't need a roll. But
4: uh, I guess I can say, I guess it's more I didn't notice. And usually it's sort of, I guess since I didn't notice, it almost felt the same as it not happening to me. You know what I mean? You did have to run from the wave of boards. Uh, That's... I feel like bypassing that, there's, there's, that's not really bypassing because there's nothing else you can really do. Bypassing for me is if you see a killer around the corner, you can either encounter or you can go around it. It's bypassing an obstacle is not having to face the obstacle in general. And we, every single thing we did, we always ran into an obstacle. There was no real situation where we could have bypassed an obstacle. Everything was a direct encounter. So that's why I'm like, I can't say from my perspective, because I feel like we didn't do it. With the boars, there's not a lot we could do outside of either run or deal with it. If we knew there was a way to stop the ghost, that could be a way to bypass a future, you know, sort of event. But I just didn't feel like it happened. There there were also a lot of things
0: where it's left to y'all. There were a lot of situations where y'all took the run option um, rather than trying to take it head on. Um, and there are there were other things that y'all could have done in a lot of those situations uh, that y'all could have bypassed with, but y'all didn't um, mm-hmm. and so uh, with with the boards y'all literally could have dove off into the sand um, I thought about that as soon as I hit the, as soon as I hit the <laughs> patio. I was like, "Hey, wait, are we surrounded by sand <laughs> yeah no there, there there were bypassing options um, and i didn 't want to I didn't want to hand everything to y'all. I didn't want to take up too much time because I I, I wanted the story to progress. Um, And it seemed like a lot of things were just kind of uh, stagnating in some situations. So, Uh, but fixing there really was, I didn't plan a whole lot of fixing things for this to be 100% honest. Uh, There was only three fixing things that could have happened. um, And y'all, for lack of better terminology, bypassed them uh, with the actions that y'all did. <laughs> so I guess in a
4: way, we technically did bypass them. You
2: things. mentioned a generator, and I was immediately uh, reminded of Dead by Daylight. I don't know.
4: So yeah, uh,
0: challenges, Emmett.
2: Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I was, I was just going to remark that uh, you could probably run some, uh, like, Cosmic Horror pretty good with this, even
0: okay uh, focus uh challenges how do you feel about the challenges
2: challenges i feel like they were intense like i mentioned this before i feel like they were intentionally supposed to put you out a little bit um like uh they were supposed to be hard to beat um
0: um missus how do you think about beating challenges with uh the way that they pull it out as fixing bypassing social and combat
3: um i think it's good that they put it in the rule book because i think so many groups would default to combat but here it gives you other suggestions as you know written in part of the rules specifically and the fact that they list combat last and give the other uh ways to overcome a challenge first, I think it's sort of really pushing the fact that this is supposed to be narrative, that fighting is not necessarily the point of this system, which I think is really fun and really interesting because combat is at the center of so much like actual physical fighting combat is at the center of so many RPGs. It's nice and refreshing to have something outside of that and to have it emphasized so nicely in the rules in a very clear, concise way.
0: Jonathan?
1: Yeah, this doesn't really feel like a system page to me. This is just a page of examples, and I I love examples. So I think, great. I'm glad, and like Mrs. RPG Hour said, I'm glad they put combat at the end. It's great.
0: All right, Uh, so we're getting into uh, fatigues and injuries, and it's also going to be Panic as well. So if you were to pick up another Betamax game, Panic is not going to be in there. Panic is specific for this. Panic is in my opinion, a much better successor to what Call of Cthulhu does with their um, uh, sanity system. Um, This, to me, feels that it is less of a mental health. It doesn't seem as focused on mental health in a negative manner that uh, other systems for sanity and panicking and things like that are. This, to me, feels like it's a very straightforward... um, there's four options and it's very, very straightforward how they're gonna work um, and how long they're gonna last. I wish there was something of like how to f- pull your friend out of something. That would be nice, uh, but that's the only gripe that I have of the panic. Um, in regards to fatigue and injuries, um, I, I, I kind of wish I, I, I kind of wish that there was something other than durability for one of them. I kind of feel like it's kind of weird that one gets you one for one and then one gets you two for one. Um, And then when we come down here to panic, panic is generated as a, you either get a three or you get will plus guile if it's greater than three. Um, And I don't necessarily think that it has to be like that, but it just kind of feels um, I get that panic came second. I actually like the way panic is derived better than I like fatigue and injuries Um, but I think that's only because uh, it's kind of a weird feeling where I don't like that one stat is going to do for both and it's handled a little bit differently. That just feels a little weird to me, but um, uh, we'll start with uh, Jonathan.
1: I like the system. Um, I like the fatigue and injury and panic systems pretty much as written really. I mean, it's, it's intended to be an abstract game for this, but for what it is, it works really well. Um, I do wish they had some more choices on the panic table. If you're gonna have a table, I feel like you should have more than four choices, but that's just me. It's very simple and they keep the descriptions nice and short. And so it has the benefit of not having a bunch of results that you have to keep up with, but it would be nice to have some
0: more. Uh, Nil.
4: I can really say I like the concept of it, but me playing through it, I it was just sort of numbers on a table for me. It didn't really have much meaning until later to the end. So, I guess, and this is just for me being new to sort of the system as well. I'm sure it could be great in concept and use and maybe longer form sessions, but I. I'm not attached to it, so I don't really have an opinion either way. I guess. Okay,
2: Um, Emmett, Uh, I like it as a concept. I think panic, as an idea, um, has this uh, connotation of of uh, like a more temporary nature than like permanent sanity damage or whatever. Like you can get better from a panic. Uh, You can have an episode from a panic, but I, I do agree that there's, I mean, even on a 1D10 system, you could have a lot more options. You could stand to have a lot more options than what you do.
0: um,
3: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with, with Jonathan and Emmett. I wish there was more to the panic, because I feel like if, you, if you're if you truly experiencing like fear like you would be in a horror movie or something like that, there's There are a few more options that they that characters portray when they're to that point of like just exhausted fear and so i i do wish there were maybe more suggestions for examples of like what to do or what could be done with you know effects and how long it would take stuff like that um but otherwise i actually think it's kind of a cool mechanic um because it because this is a horror system I feel like you know there are going to be some instances where you as a player are probably totally fine calm cool collected but your character is not okay and so you kind of it it takes away your control a little bit which is good because in a horror game like sometimes you as a person surviving something horrible like this will not have full control of yourself. And I think that's interesting.
0: I think something that all of us kind of hit the peg on, but uh, didn't directly say. Uh, In horror games, at some point, you lose or modify players' agency. It's something that happens. It helps the story. Um, And in all the systems over the years that I've seen, this one feels the best to me. Um, it doesn't get into a really weird like there There are a couple of games out there where like you gain more and more and more mental health issues. And with this, uh, as your panic goes on, you every episode, you reduce your ability to take panic. And so you don't. You, you can end up having bloodlust four times or run and hide four times and it just becomes it gets easier and easier for you to panic basically um as it gets reduced down um, but uh but yeah uh between scenes between uh between acts uh so you play scenes and they're part of a bigger act between acts you can actually reduce the panic that you have marked on your character sheet down by a couple. So some players that like are constantly getting in situations that are pushing their panic up, um, at the end of an act would be able to, which, uh, in a longer scheme of things, um, this would have been one act for your theater troupe. Um, we've been completing this, this section of things. Um, so I I kind of like that personally. Um, now let's get into attacks. And I'll pull this page up right here. Uh, attacks feel a little weird for me because it is solely based on the weapon. Your, your traits or your stats, your traits, um, don't factor in as much really, which is kind of weird to me. Um, I mean, I kind of get why they did it. Um, I, I would rather this number be a base number and you add a stat to it, so instead of getting to do two stats, you would add uh the attack stat and one of your regular stats like i'm trying to do this quickly, so agility i'm trying to do this smartly so guile i'm trying to do you know add a stat to it that that, that would be cool um that that's just kind of my feel on this but uh uh mrs yeah i
3: I thought it felt the attacks and like weapons and stuff felt kind of. Weird um, for the system. They, I think, they felt a little crunchy for how how loose the rest of the system felt. Um, that being said, I do I do think they were written very well mechanically. I just wonder if how these were written was really a good fit for the feel of this particular game.
0: Jonathan. I really
1: enjoyed the combat system, um, although it feels a little strange to have a set number of dice that you roll based on the weapon instead of on your stats. I didn't mind that. I wish the lethality had been based more on stats, personally, having a having the target number change. It, it would be different than the rest of the system, so I'm not saying it would be better, but uh, I don't know. However, when this is RPG Hour, talked about how it felt different than the rest of the system. I, I had to agree that that, that, that does feel true. Um, this system kind of reminds me, of, I play I play ERA sometimes, and the ERA system has a lethality system like this. I really like this because it's, um, you get injuries or, or, or uh, trauma based on whether you roll the lethality number or not. That is a really elegant uh, damage system, and I love it. I think it's great. Um, with Era, you can kill somebody with one shot, but you know that's that's that system. I think it's a really good combat system. I wonder how it feels in other Betamax games. Uh, Nil. No.
4: Personally, I think I like this was the thing I like the best because it's not. A chainsaw is going to do the same amount of damage no matter who holds a chainsaw. It's a chainsaw. A shotgun is a gun no matter who's holding the gun. The only thing that changes is your precision. So for me, I think this was the most cohesive thing. Like, yeah, you can argue based on how strong someone is an, unarmored, an unarmed strike would do whatever. But that's, <laughs> it's more based on, um, that's when you get into things like how you are, approaching a a problem like how are you going to move something when you're in an attack just making everybody kind of on the same level and just moving from there i think is I think more new person friendly because then you're not trying to juggle your stats and the weapon stats and all these other numbers. You're not trying to throw things in too much. You're just going by what's on the table or what the weapon is and just going from there. The only thing that's up to you is how you use that weapon and not how you add to or subtract from that weapon.
2: Emmett? Um, I didn't get to use um, any of the weapons in game, but... I think it's a really interesting system. I I don't really know exactly how it plays out, but it seems really interesting for um, you know any any other Betamax game. I wonder if uh, I wonder if lethality kind of would play in to to have the system of lethality would play into a game where you are up against a slasher that you may or may not be able to kill um so that's those are my two cents
0: i think touching back on uh what no was saying i I definitely agree like i said like the only thing about this i would change um i would like to see like your stat kind of play into it a little bit that would be nice um but i do like that your skills affect the difficulty um and that, that, that feels – to me, it, it doesn't feel that much different from the rest of the system. There's only one additional piece for how you do any other role in this, and that's lethality. Uh, and I, I think lethality works really well. I like that you take your successes, and instead of it determining success, fail, or you know, partial success, partial fail, um, it, it, it simply is – if it's below this number, it's – you know, uh, what was it? Below is uh, injury. And uh, equal to or above is a fatigue. And I think that that works really well. Um, And it makes a lot of sense too. Uh, An unarmed attack is a two lethality. So a zero or a one. Um, And then a chainsaw is a nine. So really you have to roll a nine to fatigue somebody with the chainsaw rather than um, damage them. Which I like so much more than a system where you are literally rolling a number A number of dice for your damage, it just makes so much more sense to me things like this. Um, either give me a base number and that 's what 's going to happen when I attack with a weapon, or give me something like this. This is fun. This kind of keeps me you know into it versus cool. my chainsaw does four d six I did four damage after just chainsawing the person. you know I mean <laughs> I like systems like this that just it makes a little more sense to me um, we 're going to get onto the character sheet. Um, I like the character sheets that you can get off of the web better than the one in the back of the book. The back of the book is actually two of them side by side. The problem is, is there's no real place to write your goals. Um, and so I, I like the one on uh, that you can get from itch. Uh, the I got the character sheet from itch.io and um, I, I like it because it on the right hand side is the character sheet. And then on the left hand side is a big blank space where uh, if you print it out, you've got a blank space to write. Or if you are using a digital editor, you can literally just type in all that extra stuff. With that said, I really like the character sheet. My only complaint um, is that it is not colorblind friendly. Um, the it's got a grayish tone behind black lettering and numbering, um, and then there is also the logo in the background uh, that's a subtle color as well. It's kind of a Um, that'd be the only thing is that it's not really colorblind friendly otherwise I think that this is a really good looking character sheet Um, the fact that this is a one person studio making these games uh, you know I've seen uh, a lot of those kind of studios when they put stuff out it's like okay cool I can definitely tell there's one person behind this and um, this honestly uh, this is actually a post Ashcan Uh, when I first got a copy of this it was the Ashcan version Um, The Ashcan version was less pages. There was a lot less in it, but the character sheet is still very much the same. Um, Let's start with Jonathan.
1: Uh, The character sheet worked well. And personally, I would have... um, The cost feels a little misleading when you're seeing the character sheet for the first time. I think I would have made them a little bit smaller or done something different with them. But... They don't detract from the character sheet. They just make it unnecessarily large. But really, that was my only thing. Other than that, the character sheet is great.
0: No.
4: I like the fact that the character sheet has a large variety of skills. But for me, someone who's never used this system, the numbers don't. I don't understand why, why the numbers are the way they are. I don't understand why some are odd numbers, some are even numbers, and what the point by system, how it functions. For me, just looking at the skills, I'm like, this is righteous, but if I had to make a character, I would be more lost than I was actually, since I use a pregen. I would be more lost in the game because I'm just sitting here trying to figure out how to allocate things or what does this or why this. So I'm not a fan of it number wise but skill wise i'm right there
2: um who's up next you and me okay so i i, I really like the character sheet i thought it uh i mean like it does exactly what it's supposed to i think um from what i can tell the uh skills and stats are pretty well balanced um, I think like it's not really that much to look at, but it doesn't really have to be. Um, I, I'd say that's that's really like my only issue with it. It's not much to look at, but I mean like you know you have one person working on this. It's not. It doesn't have to be anything to look at. You know.
0: Misses.
3: I I disagree with Emmett slightly in that, yes, it's a one-person studio, but it should be something to look at. Like, because... Even in an Ashcan style, there is an expectation of a certain amount of polish on things and a certain amount of clarity on things. And if it's not immediately addressed in the text of the book, um, the character sheet is your second best resource to figuring out how the system works and if it's not immediately clear from the book or the character sheet exactly how things are supposed to function then something's got to be tweaked Um, that being said I'm used to point by systems so I very quickly understood how to look at the character sheet but for a new person not used to playing point by systems yeah that's hella confusing because I've been that person before I remember what that's like it's not fun um, because you feel like an idiot sitting there trying to figure out where how to build this character where these points are supposed to go how to improve your character how to you know shape and develop the kind of character you want to play and you have no goddamn idea what you're doing because it's not hum- immediately clear w- how things are supposed to work and I've feel like a lot of games kind of fall into that not immediately clear how things are supposed to go, which leads to people not having very much fun at the table because they, when they finally figure out exactly how they were supposed to have built their character, that's not how they built their character, and they're fucking lost because now they're stuck with this character that can't do what they want them to do, and they're trying to play with what they've created and they're not having any fun and that's how good systems get bad reviews so Uh, it's like yeah i get it it's one guy but at the same time it still has to be you know your second best resource for information in playing this game and if people are lost or confused it's there needs to be some improvement or some tweaking done
2: um Okay, but as, as a point by novice, it made pretty immediate sense to me. It's like, uh, you have all the numbers laid out. It's not like, you know, after you get to five points, everything costs two. Um, and that's just something implicit that you have to refer back to the book and come back to. Um, you have the, all the numbers laid out. Um, I think all the necessary information is there. I'm, I'm just mostly talking about, like, uh, it's, about, it's like a grid. With um, uh, the logo behind it, it's it's you know you could you could fancy it up a little bit, but it's it does what it's supposed to, um, and and it simplifies the information for viewing. So I think that in that aspect, it's very successful.
0: All right, so we got to go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, so just a very quick, and I mean very quick. Um, is this something that you would recommend to people? Um, I would definitely say uh, not just niche. If somebody tells me they want a horror game, uh, I'm going to totally toss this at them. Um, uh, If they tell me that they want something that does slashers, I mean, that's kind of what this is specifically built for. I
4: would say yes. Uh, Nil? I would not recommend this this game to people who can't read the book before they jump into it only because of there's a lot of nuance to this that may be unfamiliar to them and it can be alienating. But if you have exposure to the material, you can review it prior to doing anything. I recommend it a hundred percent. It has some growing pains, but it's it's pretty cool. Mm. Emmett. Uh,
2: I would recommend this system. It seems like uh, it's very well geared to a variety of different types of horror um, but especially slashers. Um, and so I, I think if you are trying to make a horror game, it's it's worth checking out to see if this system specifically aligns with what you're trying to do and the story you're trying to tell. Um, because I think it functions well and it's balanced. Um, there's nothing that is specialized or reaching, I think. But except in the aspect of, of slashers, Um uh, but I, I do think that you can you can tell many different stories with this, and I, and I would recommend it.
0: Mrs?
3: I agree with no. Um, if the book wasn't readily available to someone, um, it would be kind of... I would say you would have to get the book to decide whether or not you want to play it. But otherwise... Generally, it's a fun system. I like it. I like the way it works. I like the mechanics of it. But it, it, unfortunately, it's one of those games where it's like you can't just kind of look at it and look at the character sheet and say, yeah, I could play that. Because there are a lot of like little things that are very, very different from any system I've ever played before. So it's sort of like you do need to pick up the book first and review it.
0: Jonathan?
1: Part of it's because it's an Ashcan or evolved Ashcan. Um, it feels to me like the, the, the book makes a lot of assumptions about you knowing certain things. Like skills tests I couldn't figure out. <laughs> I think to somebody that's familiar and comfortable with modern RPGs, I would probably recommend this. But to somebody who is more um, traditional old school i would probably lean them toward call of cthulhu or a more um i don't know a differently structured more traditionally structured game
0: all right missus go ahead and plug yourself
3: I'm Mrs. RPG Hour. I am the host of Our Adventures. We play fun indie games with fun internet people. And if you would like to join us in doing this, uh, please hit me up on Twitter. You can DM me at Our Adventures, um, or you can send me an email uh, to Mrs. RPG Hour at RPG com.
4: No. I am No. You can find me on Our Adventures as a guest sometimes, and or you can follow me on Twitter at K-A-P-R-I-Z-A-N-T. I I am a certifiable agent of chaos and I like to make things a little more complicated. Jonathan?
1: I am Jonathan Andrews. I have an RPG. It's called www.kellerinfabula.com if you want to go check it out. Uh, It is romantic fantasy anime uh, post-apocalyptic role-playing at its best. Check it
0: out. Uh, this has been RPG Hour playing Death, uh, Betamax Death. Uh, we are part of a network. We also have Our, our Adventures and uh, Star Wars Legacies. If you uh, are interested in checking us out, we are on pretty much every type of social media at RPG Hour, all one word. And you can hit us up on a uh, fi and Patreon to support us. And until the dice roll again.